Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to talk about organization, management, diversity, change. Those are the words that we'll be using that today. And it is so damn needed, isn't it? If it is not needed, we'll discuss that as to why it's not needed. But there is definitely a need. That is for sure. And today is a guest that we are going to talk about these words and these languages that we're going to talk today and why is it so damn important in this world. His name is Frederick. Frederick to Frederick is an amazing person. I spoke with him a couple of times weeks before and then a few minutes right before the recording. So get to know him better and and ping him if you like to ask any questions because I'm pretty sure he's willing to to learn and unlearn and teach you guys uh, all the stuff that he knows. Uh, so let's bring uh, Frederick uh, to the uh, table and then we'll discuss. Frederick, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. I'm great. I'm great, sir. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate the time and the, and the conversation. I'm well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again, Frederick. So, you know, before we get into the details of the, the topic today and the words that I've used today is the, you know, the organization and the change of the world and everything. What does Back to Basic mean to you? Great question. Um back to basics i mean it, it can take a it can take various forms but i'm gonna i'm gonna view it through the lens of my discipline around change management and organizational transformation so back to basics to me in that form um says one thing you know, the, the human the human being so getting back to serving and taking care of the human need at its simplest forms uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that i often say in, in our art of change management is that somehow some way the people side of change has gotten lost. Hmm. Yeah, is that a shame? Uh, but it, it is part of our life. This is what it is, isn't it, Fred? Yes, uh, yes, it is. It, it very much, it very much is. It's it's often funny when I hear people say, organizations that you know, well, when things slow down, when change stops, uh, then we'll then we can add on more change. And the reality of it is, if you if you haven't figured it out now. Change will never will never cease to end, and it's only going to get faster. So, so the idea of waiting until it stops or waiting until it slows down yeah. is only prolonging the inevitable. Rather, rather looking at how do we get better at it mm. and build a design for change versus trying to manage it, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frederick, thank you, thank you again for answering that question, and thank you for coming on the show. Uh, definitely you. honored for for you to be here. You know, you you keep on mentioning about change and change and change, right? Is it because we're talking less about it? Do you think that we should talk more about it? What are your thoughts on that? Because it seems like we don't talk enough uh, about uh, diversity. We don't talk about organizations. We don't talk about how we're supposed to act and not act. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. No. So I'll take the, I'll take the first one um, first around change. And so our thoughts about talking about change, uh, we talk about change. We just talk about it in the wrong context. We talk about change in the context of whether we need to restructure an organization, whether we need to implement new technology, whether we need to um, uh, uh, look at how we include something in our culture that is not there. Uh, I think diversity and inclusion and equity is one of those things that hit on that. Um, but what we don't talk about enough, in my opinion, is the human aspect of change. Uh, when you think about the discipline of change management itself, it all started and all came about from being focused on the people side of change and not 
and not the process, not the technology, and not the other aspect of it. So mm. I think people are talking about change, but they're but they're talking they're 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 talking around it mm. versus talking about how do we ensure that the human being and all of this change um, is taken care of and that we put them at the center at, and that we put them at the center of it. Yeah, Frederick, thank you, thank you again. D does that mean I'm just going to be a high, hypothetical situation yeah. here? Now you got all these management and not talking to the lower folks, right? Or yeah. is it yeah. or is it or is it the lower folks not talking to the management? Because sometimes they're scared too, right? Sure. So so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. It's a combination, it's it's a combination of it's a combination of both. So it is it is leaders in the organization, um, which is a which is which in my opinion is definitely a, a, a curse, thinking that they have all the answers. So let me go out and do everything for the actual organization and for the actual people within the organization. Now, there are certain aspects that come along with being a leader, thinking about what's going to be the strategic direction, where, where, where are we going to be in five years, all these other elements that, yes, that is that is the, the leader's responsibility to, to come up with, craft, develop, and, and chart that and chart that course. But there is definitely an aspect of how do you include the people within that organization in such a way to where it feels it, it it feels like and it's clear to them that that you're doing something with them and not for them um, as well as how do you bring people along on a journey with you versus versus trying to push them to take the journey with you or force or force fit them into a certain into a certain process or mm -hmm. into a or into a certain aspect of the business itself and hoping that they come along um, that's typically you hear when people talk about uh, adoption and yeah. it is how do we how do we ensure that 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 people adopt what we're uh, adopt what we're doing now from a from a staff perspective there is a certain aspect that's that one of the things that people often ask me if I could if I could sum up you know change in one word what what, what one word would that be and I always come back to choice change is a choice so no matter whether no matter what it is whether it is whether you're looking at how do we lose weight, how do we get better at finances, how do we get better at becoming a better speaker, whatever it is, it, it boils down to making a personal choice and how you're going to approach that particular change and how you how you view and how you approach that change will be directly related to how you impact that change and how that change impacts you. If I get up every morning hating to go to the gym, chances are <laughs> I'm probably not going to go. And I'm probably not going to get the change that I want versus if I choose to to enjoy the gym or choose to to look at the gym being a part of the process that needs to get me to my goal and, and viewing it as such, then my view, my, as, my my aspect around that is a whole lot is a whole lot better. So it's, it's definitely a, um, a two, you know, two sided coin. It, it takes both parts, both the leadership and, and staff within the organization. Yeah, Frederick, thank you. Thank you again. Because you know what? It's a two-way street when it comes to communication, isn't it? It and is. It, and it seems like people are, when I say people, I, I mean employees, right? Mm -hmm. Employees, they do get scared from the leadership that maybe they might be penalized. I mean, this is just in the back of the head, even though that it might not happen, mm -hmm. right? So how do we make that trust happen? And I think it's a I, I think the leadership should step ahead and talk to the employees versus talking down to the employees. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. It, it you know, there's, it's, I'm going to use the the the, the common buzzword that's going on psychological safety. 
You know, okay, so okay, yes. is, 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 is definitely one of the hot um, buzzwords that is, you know, that is going around. And so it is definitely the leader's, the leader's uh, uh, responsibility to create the environment, hmm. to, to ensure that whether it is being done through vulnerability. So you now you have a lot of, a lot of leaders uh, taking the aspect of admitting failure when hmm. that was something that, you know, five, 10 years ago, a leader wouldn't dare to go in front of his organization, he or she's organization, That's right. and say, you know what? I dropped the ball. I messed yeah. up on something. I didn't get this right. I'm going to write this wrong, whatever, whatever it may be. So being able to, to, to be vulnerable, to create that space for talking about certain aspects of things um, is, is definitely on the, is, is definitely the leaders. And going back to the, to the staff, you know, it's, it's no different than the other thing. It's no, no different than change. So yeah. Yeah. it is still upon that person to feel like they're like they could voice their opinion, voice would be voice was what is being heard. Um, and then ask themselves throughout that process, you know, there's this, you know, there's a, uh, uh, sort of a tool that I've used in, 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 in organizational and cultural transformation, where we look at certain aspects of, 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 of elements of an organization. And I asked the simple question, is this a fact or is this a belief? And so having, so is it a, is it a fact that if I, share an idea or if I disagree that I am going to somehow get fired, hmm. you know, or is that a belief that somehow created a narrative or narrative throughout the organization that once you tell a story long enough, it, it, it becomes real in certain in people's mind. And they, and they create this narrative of, if I speak up, I'm going to be retaliated against. If I, hmm. if I share my opinion, then somehow something is going to happen to me. So you have to go through that. You have to go through that process and ask yourself that. And then ultimately you have to, you have to look at from a staff perspective is how important is this thing to me? Because if I feel like this is important enough for me to want to share and for me to want to, to voice then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, I am going to voice that and throw caution into the wind and do that. Um, people always, people, I get the question around, you know, the trajectory of my career. And so how, how did I, how did I, you know, get to this point. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm just starting. I got way more to go. Yeah. And, I, and I often say that I've always been a risk taker. Mm. And, and a part of risk taking is not being afraid to let my voice be heard of course. Um, and, and accepting whatever the fallout may be around that. And so, yeah. 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 So, Frederick, thank you. Thank you again. You know, uh, we we talked about the communication within the organization. So mm -hmm. now the next step is transformation, you know, and, and changing. So what we have been in, in back in the days, we used to transform in a different manner. And now we're in a new era. How, how does that transformation is working today in, in today's world or tomorrow's world? What are your thoughts on that? And, and then we're going to touch a little about diversity, about the transformation, too. So explain that if you don't mind. Yeah, great, great, great question. Um, how is it happening today? I think it depends on. It depends on who you are and what sector you sit in and what's taking and what's taking place. And so if you find yourself in a well, I'll use the, the example of a streaming of a streaming platform. So you find yourself working for uh, a Hulu, a Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, you know, transformation is happening at a rapid pace. And it's, and it's probably going great because you're able to not only carve out a niche for yourself in an already saturated market, but you're all but you're also able to predict the future in such a way to where you're able to 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 still penetrate that market and have growth in there and the people around you also share and have that same and have that same vision 
Mm-hmm. Um, so transformation in that aspect and in that and that and that industry, I would say, is probably you know is going well. Or if you work for Tesla, you know you're 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 way ahead of the curve. Now, if you were in the industry, um, education, I think education is 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 definitely one that your transformation education is still extremely slow. If you even look at how we teach um, grades, you know, K through 12 today, the 80% of it it is probably still through, and I haven't been in the classroom in forever, so forgive me, uh, educators, that you're standing up in front of a class lecturing to a student about a topic. Hmm. And that was going on way back in the 1800s. And so when you think about in that aspect, how far have we advanced, even with all the technology, all the tools, all the things that are ha- that are taking place out there? How much have we advanced in that in that aspect of it too? And so I think it depends on uh, the the industry that you're in. I am a firm believer in that. If you fail to transform, you will probably fail to exist in the future. Hmm. You know, you brought up a great point, and I was just going to go and counter that. You know, there there. Uh, people in Gen X's and Gen Y's are trying to catch up with the Gen Z's and and the new folks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it safe to say, and I'm going to repeat, and then I'm going to be really particular about this. Is it safe to say that if we don't catch up and learn, we're going to fall behind and fail? Absolutely. It is not. And, I, and I'm going to counter that with it is not enough to catch up. We have to leapfrog in certain aspects of it. Mm. So if you're in an industry and you're trying to catch up to the early 2000s based on what uh, systems are doing, I'll, I'll use healthcare as the example. So you still have health healthcare and health systems um, has been around for the last 10, 15 years. You look at Kaiser Permanente, Mayo Clinic, they, they adopted a system structure a long time ago. And you will take the other side of healthcare from an um, from an academic standpoint, from like an academic medical center, for example, or or a or a standalone hospital that is not part of a system. There you have uh, organizations trying to catch up and be where Kaiser was or Mayo Clinic 15 years ago today. And that's and if you and if you just get to 15 years ago today, you're still behind. So in some essence, you have to leapfrog where you are. Where 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 you may be thinking you need to be and and go all the way to the end of where of where of where things are going to, yeah. Frederick, uh, you brought up a, a great point when it comes to education. You brought mm-hmm. up a great point when it comes to health, but honestly, I think I'm going to counter that and I'm going to say almost every industry that you can think of is. Sure. Uh, I I think we're just far behind, and we're we're talking from a person who's even a podcaster is falling behind because there's other things that we're learning every day. Yeah. The person who is a accounts manager is falling behind. A project manager, whoever is falling behind because there are new things uh, happening. And if, obviously in the IT field, you're always going to be behind no matter what you do, right? right. <laughs> so, so so that's what I'm saying. I think almost every industry, whatever we, we talk about, I think we're always uh, going to fall behind. Sure. Even a simple thing as a person who's writing a book and who's an author, because there's always new things learning uh, when it comes to book writing, even though that it might be the simplest thing of just writing a book. Right. Uh, I mean, that's just my thought process. I don't know about you, but that's just what I feel Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to these things. So the last thing, if you don't mind, are we talking enough uh, when it comes to human connection and diversity? 
sure. when it comes to the organization and the transformation world that we're getting into, because I think we're getting into the a value graphic world, which is the value of uh, human connection. So what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, great, you know, great, great, great question. I'm going to answer it um, this way. I do think that organizations are talking about it enough mm. where organizations are, are missing the mark um, is action. And I think that, and I think that I, and my biggest fear from a diversity, actually from a diversity, equity and inclusion standpoint, um, right, is that at some point it doesn't become the, the, the shiny star that it is today. Mm. Um, it's important, it's that it's, all of it's important but we, 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 we also know that the 2020 and 2021 DEI skyrocketed. And if you didn't have it, you had to have it. And people went out and they started building organizations and building teams and looking at, and looking at, you know, there are, do, do they have enough of this and do they have enough of that and doing all these trainings. Um, but what, what, where, where I feel like organizations are missing the, the target is how are you, are you creating a culture first off that, that diverse, that, that DEI and diversity exudes naturally throughout your organization. So you don't have to go and look for it. It speaks right. for it. It speaks for itself. Right. Are you designing your systems and structures in a way to also support that too, as well. Hmm. Thirdly, and probably most importantly, are you having the uncomfortable conversations around diversity in a, in a, in a very action oriented way? That's right. Um, if a leader comes to me and says, Hey, I want to do a, 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 a diversity uh, audit on my department, then we don't need to do it out. You already know you don't have diversity because you, <laughs> because you wouldn't be coming to someone asking That's for right. you, That's already, right. you already know the answer to that. Um, and being able to, infuse and make sure it's a part of your, your, your culture, as well as having those on having those uncomfortable conversations, but also taking, taking a stance on things um, is, is, is also, is also important. And, and in building in mechanisms to ensure that you have, you know, you have uh, diversity in it. And I'll also say looking at diversity beyond, uh, beyond race and gender, um, and, you know, and, and religion, but it's also diversity of thinking and, and bringing new ideas and bringing new concepts and bringing new ways of operating to the table and not relying on uh, what's been tried and true throughout the years and saying, well, we've always done it this way. And mm -hmm. now we're, we're going to continue to do it this way. So having having diversity of, um, of thought. I remember I spent a large part of my career in healthcare, mm -hmm. and I and I can remember in the early problem is probably saying the early to mid 2000s where if you weren't if you weren't already in healthcare you weren't getting in healthcare because healthcare had this perception of only we knew what only we knew how healthcare works so if you didn't already work at a hospital um the chance of you coming from a chevron or coming from a you know a, 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 another organization and saying um and coming into healthcare was it was almost impossible because it was it was it was a bubble that we felt like if you weren't already a part of us you didn't understand us mm. and 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 so how could you help us mm. 
And then over time, they started to realize that that wasn't true, that we were only if you're if you're in a room of just people who think, act, drink and feel like you, <laughs> you're only going to get the same thing over and over. Okay. So you, you, you start to slowly see healthcare being penetrated with other people from other industries that didn't have anything to they didn't have anything to do with healthcare, but they brought a skill set and experience to the table to help advance the organization in the way that it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. I mean, uh, you know, the, the key is I think what I'm grasping here is uh, I think the the companies or employers should have a culture that these type of questions should not be asked because I think it's part of the culture. And when it becomes part of the culture, I think that's the new change. Right. Yes. Because I think if you make that open uh, openness of talking, not in a rude way, obviously, yes. open, less talking. I think it becomes a, a very nice way and nice environment to work in. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's another way of yeah. a, a transformation uh, going through from a human connection point of view sure. and an organization as we uh, talked earlier. You know, yeah. Patrick, before we uh, leave today, uh, can you explain where you work and, and what you do and why did I bring you here? Because people must be wondering, <laughs> where did this Frederick guy come from? And talking about all the stuff that we're talking today. So explain, if you don't mind, before you leave today. Sure, sure. No, thank you. No, thank, thank you for that. And so I, I am um, Frederick Martin. And uh, a, a couple of things about me. I, um, I, I currently head, head up um, change implementation and design for this build team, which is a human-centered design consultancy. Um, as well as I am the senior director of change management at the University of Virginia, where I um, oversee transformation in the academic division, as well as UVA Health. And I have been in, in the world of change management for 15, 15 plus years, um, working for large healthcare organizations, um, as, as well as I started out my career in offshore outsourcing um, and, 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 and cut my teeth in the call center industry. And it's become a, a lover and a um, and and a, a and a practitioner of change. I approach change in a way that my goal is always to leave um, people, departments, and organizations better than I found them. Mm -hmm. And if I'm able to do that in any way, I can check the box, and I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. So, Frederick, thank you, thank you again for explaining who you are and what you do and what you don't do, because it seems like you do a lot. I do. <laughs> and, and it's not enough, it looks like, Frederick. And then on top of that, you took your precious time uh, to talk to me and talk to all of us here. So thank you again for, for coming here. But before you leave today and before you end the, the call today, how is your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words for all my listeners and my viewers on my show? The journey has been, the journey's been um, phenomenal. Uh, one of the, the things that I enjoy most about uh your podcast is that no two like change, no two days are alike in a sense, you know, you have a, a great variety of guests and topics that people can, you know, can't, can, can, and should explore. And so I encourage your listeners to, to not only, uh, a listen to this podcast, um, and, 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 and love it, but also go back through your catalog and check out previous guests, um, because they may be very surprised about the things that they, that they, that they come across. And so I'll, I'll, I'll share that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Frederick, for, for coming here and supporting me on this small podcast of mine. You know, talking about change management, talking about operations, talking about transformations, talking about diversity and how we used to and how we will be changing the world, kind of, right, in, in a small way. And and these small ways and every employees, I think it changes the world one by one. 
and we can only hope to do it one by one, right? Because others also have to make the due diligence to do the same thing as what we're doing in your organization and, and so is mine. So thank you again, Frederick, for, for coming here and supporting me. Thank you. I appreciate the time and the conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Frederick. So guys, we spoke with Frederick today and we talked about diversity. We talked about organization and change, as I just said earlier. But there's one thing that he did say. It takes the whole village to go and come with that change, right? Well, that's not what he said, but that's what I said. So as usual, as always, there's a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully Frederick will like that cha- uh, the quote. The quote is, a diverse mix of voice leads to better discussion, decisions, and outcomes for everyone. It takes a talk, a decision, and that's what we're trying to do. It takes a village to make it happen. That's what I'm trying to say. As usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Hopefully, Frederick has done all the the homework of all my episodes. Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes because it does help me in the long run to understand from you guys that you are listening, and this is definitely helpful. And if it is definitely helpful, this is something new that I'm trying here. If you think I'm helping you, please do comment and Instagram me and tag me or YouTube me or whatever it is, because I want you to understand that I'm helping you in whatever way and form. And there are three things in every episode I feel that is the hittest thing in the world, not of you. It's because of the topic, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And keep on subscribing to Back to Basics and see you next week next week's episode on back to base be asking you uh for help typically they are number one it's where they currently are right what's their what are they doing now what's their desired state and what are the things in between that we need to do to get them to that desired state because typically we may not be able to work with them if if we're not a great fit but typically what's in the middle between where they are and where they want to be are just two things it's knowledge and action right so there is some lack of knowledge, whether it's like the example you gave before, maybe they need access to funding. Excellent. Great. We can help with that. So what is that knowledge gap? Is there 